it's like having community around you that can encourage you that can shoot that will shoot you a text um that um can relate to what you're going through i think welcome to the hey mama podcast we're your hosts tessa and Shayna. we are sisters mothers and doulas and are passionate about living an intentional life and all things motherhood this podcast exists to create community as we learn how to delight in motherhood together Join us weekly as we chat with women about anything and everything from non-toxic living to women's health to feeding our families and our favorite topic of all, birth. We are so glad you're here. Please keep in mind the views of our guests may not necessarily reflect our own and vice versa. This is not medical advice. We always encourage you to do your own research and make an informed decision. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We are so happy you are here with us today. And we are super excited about our guest. We, yeah, we've been wanting to have her on. So before we jump into that, do you want to tell me about your week? Yeah, it was <laughs> good. Yeah. I always say the exact same thing when we talk about this. No, but really the sunshine has been so lovely Um, after coming off a little bit of rain and it's just felt so good. And River just goes, I say, I say, walk. What? Shoes, shoes, shoes. And we can't wait to put on our Crocs and get outside in the sunshine. And it's been so fun. We went on a little walk yesterday to go get smoothies. She drank a lot of my smoothie that I didn't want her to have. But (laughs) it's fine. And it was a really sweet time. She's so precious. Loves looking at the flowers. Flowers, mama, flowers. All of her flowers. She loves to see. She's the sweetest. She's such a little nugget. But how was your week? How are you feeling, girl? I'm feeling good. I am grateful for this week. I feel like I've been very peppy, <laughs> as some of our friends will say. But I just, yeah, I feel like good energy. I'm like awake. I'm excited. So I, I would say the little tidbit that I did this week, which was maybe to other moms out there in your third trimester when you are trying to eat dates and you don't eat them. <laughs> um, and you're trying to get in. I don't know if we, we kind of posted a little bit more about um, bee pollen yes. and just kind of the benefits of that. So this week, my way, because I just think dates are not good. They are so sweet for me. It's like even in a smoothie, which is what I tell all my moms to do, like even in a smoothie, it's still so hard. It's just the consistency. Like I think you have to like, like that really chewy. Yeah. And so sweet. Because I can't like eat them raw with like goat no. cheese. No, I'm not. We're not like our guest, who I think does eat them raw. <laughs> but we'll, we'll ask her about that. <laughs> um, but no, I've been putting in, so I'm dissolving the bee pollen. And it's a very earthy, gritty taste if you've never had bee pollen before. Um, it's like almost like a little pebble that's like a soft pebble that you could like kind of crush in your hand. So dissolving it in water and putting that into my smoothies. And that is just like this perfect balance for me. Of like in the smoothie because it covers the sweetness of That's the such dates. That's a good point. And then it's like, oh my god, I can drink this. Like, probably actually, tastes so good. So good. And then Sage actually will eat that, like the bee pollen plain. He That's likes amazing. it. Which, I don't know how he likes it. But yeah, That's so I've just huge. been mixing it in. Yeah, bee pollen when you're pregnant is so incredible. Yes, so incredible. <laughs> if you're yeah. pregnant, take some. Just, just my little tip for anyone out there trying to. Hide it all in a smoothie. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are just so happy you guys are here today and listening along with us. And we are so happy because we have Sui on. And Sui has been just a lifelong friend. I think we've known each other now for 
15 ish years more. Yeah, more than that. 18 years? I don't see. Yeah. Shayna was a wee little lamb yep. <laughs> when she met Sui. But it has been just so cool just to kind of be in motherhood with her and just learn from her and see just all the different things that she does. She is a total homemaker. She has two boys and recently relocated. So, Sui, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, we would love that. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk to you guys tonight. Um, so I was like thinking of so many things as you guys were doing your intro. Yeah, the dates and the fallen. I have so many stories. I didn't have um great doulas as I was I didn't have doulas as I was doing these things and um the dates were great, but I overdid it with the dates and my blood sugar started getting a lot of whack. Like um yeah, you definitely need to um have some people speaking into your life when you're doing some of these things. I just like to discover. So you uh, that's Sounds impressive sweet. that you actually went overboard. Yeah, that. that seems unlikely. While I was pregnant and postpartum, I went overboard. They're just I love them so much. I'm the opposite of me, Tessa. I just love them. <laughs> And I definitely went overboard. You can have too much of a good thing. Um, so anyway, <laughs> thanks for having me on. So uh, I'm Sui, like the lady said, I'm mom of two boys. Uh, my older is three and a half. And then my baby just turned one year old. Um, and they oh keep me super, super busy. I'm on my toes constantly. Um my husband and I have been married for 10 years, and we are aspiring homesteaders. Um, currently, we are working on our gardening skills and just expanding that out in as many places of our yard as we can get to. And um, we just recently, I don't know if I told you guys this, we just recently <laughs> purchased our first breeding stock of rabbits. So <laughs> that's oh, going to be fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so yes. we'll let so, you know how that wait, goes. Are they going to be pets or meat? Oh, no. Meat rabbits. You guys are amazing. You guys so, are incredible. You know, unfortunately, oh. where we live, the HOA doesn't allow us to have chickens. And so we're like, well, oh. we can have rabbits. So, yeah, I know. No chickens. And we're like, like so lame. So, um, yeah, so we got rabbits. So we're, um, we're going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> we'll let you know how that goes. I couldn't that help myself. I'm good. so sorry. That was awful. Um, and <laughs> yeah, like you said, it. too, we just relocated. <laughs> we just relocated away from um, California, where I've spent my whole entire life. And Josh had been for the almost the last 20 years and um yeah we're up in Idaho now and um we love it it's different there are seasons here um it's been cold it's been snowy um rainy all the things although I know like as soon as we move away from California like they have the best winter that they've had in like probably decades right you guys like so much rain yep um yep so yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little bit about us. So good. 
Well, we are so excited you're on. Thank you for sharing, you little rabbit breeders. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, but you are a homemaker and a superwoman, and we're so excited to have you on. We're always so inspired by you. You are truly amazing. And we thought you'd be such an encouragement to other mamas out there who are maybe trying to make some lifestyle choices or swaps for themselves and their families. And can you tell us a little bit about your lifestyle swaps and kind of the things you've implemented into your family life? Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, I think the very first thing that we started with would have been our um laundry and cleaners um when um my older son was about six months old he had really really bad eczema and um I was very frustrated with his pediatrician because I was not getting any answers as to why this was happening my perfect little baby you know that I just brought home and all this kind of thing like what was going on um, and I had like a few little background voices um, at that time kind of telling me, you know, there are some changes that you might need to make in your home. Like you might be having um, reactions to, you know, what you're cleaning his clothes with and all this kind of thing. So I kind of went um, and this was actually too, like right at the beginning of COVID. So it was like a pretty anxiety filled time for us our business was closed down so I went into like this hyper focused really deep dive of just like cleaning out my home I didn't take it mm -hmm. step by step like a lot of people would advise others to do I just like went around my home with literally with a box and just was like putting anything that said fragrance on it or things with bleach or you know all these different chemicals I went through our garage and got through any went through any like weed killers and like pesticides, small pesticides that we had and that kind of thing. And I just like, I got rid of all of it because I was really frustrated um, with my son's eczema. And it was right also when I was starting to introduce solids to him and um, he seemed to just break out in hives for no, for inconsistent reasons, I would say like he would be fine with, with food, a certain food at one time. And then the next time I gave it to him, he would break out in hives and like six month old struggling with like a severe hive flare up was scary um, and just so painful as a mom to like see my little one just like really literally just in so much pain um, and just like not really knowing what to do with that. And so um, I was online all the time. Like guys, I spent so much money on um, every cream or lotion or, you know, whatever it was that um, people said, you know, was helping their kids or what my, you know, extended family or anybody said um, was helping their kids with their eczema and he just wasn't getting better. Um, so I made all those swaps in the laundry and then I um, was like, okay, like what are my, my pediatrician had prescribed, of course, a steroid cream. And I had been like inconsistently using on him. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I went into like, okay, this is, this is inward. Like, let, let's start looking at what's going on inside of his body. And how can I find out from my six month old where, where he's struggling and, and why it's coming out on his skin. And so um, I got rid of the steroid cream cream. I started looking into different um, 
different herbs and different supplements that were healthy for the skin, healthy for liver detoxification. And I think that's really when I kind of found um, my key for him in like healing his gut and helping his liver to detoxify. Cause I was doing everything just like kind of how I was told to do it as far as, um, you know, CDC protocols and all that kind of thing. So um, I also halted um, his doctor's visit. I literally, you know, I took him to the doctor. The last time I went to her, um, she gave me the steroid cream. I went home with that. And then we didn't go back to the doctor for a long, long time. And he started getting better when I stopped taking him. And I, um, yeah, so any of my over-the-counter stuff, that was some other swaps that we made. I, I got rid of anything that was, you know, NyQuil, DayQuil, Benadryl, you know, all this kind of stuff and um, replaced it with a lot of herbal tinctures. One company that I really like, if I could give them a shout out, is Earthly, um, Earthly Wellness, I think they're called. Um, but they just have so many things for so many mm -hmm. different um, ailments and things like that. A lot of baby safe things, a lot of um, um, pregnancy and postpartum things for mama. And I just, um, yeah, I replaced a ton of things with um, a lot of things from Earthly. Um, that was also when I discovered the Weston A. Price Foundation and started um, giving him uh, liver um, went to the farmer's market that was open at the time and, um, got, um, pasture raised chicken livers. And my family thought I was so weird, but I didn't care. <laughs> and I would just like fry that up with a little bit of butter. I had no idea. And it did not taste very good. Uh, <laughs> but I started giving that to him and, um, little by little, um, he just started getting better. And so I think that was like my, um, my starting point to just like start, okay, really questioning everything really and that's like who I am today like people will say something and I'm like yeah but why like what's the history behind that or like what actual like political agenda is behind this um this new policy in you name it whatever realm food hospital you know school anything like that um mm -hmm. so that was like <laughs> some few little trails there but um, that was really like my starting point into like uh, making those um, swaps and getting rid of and just cleaning out um, home. Yeah, that's so good. And it's wild to see like how our kids can bring those things out of us. Like who knows how long it would have been before you started making those more intentional swaps not to say you would have never but because he was suffering then that mama bear like that instinct that intuition like there's something mm -hmm. deeper there's something more mm -hmm. and that's so beautiful that that was your starting point of like not only for our family not only for myself or my husband but for our son like that's mm -hmm. the core of what we're doing this for and that's mm -hmm. so wonderful yeah you're such an investigator and a researcher and that's so important those are the skills we need to have in order to build a lifestyle, right? That is free from what society would tell us would be like the norms or how everyone else is living, you know, mm -hmm. going against that norm, which is hard to do. So I think that's so wonderful. So that was kind of your starting point and how do, how does it, what does it look like now? Like what were different things you did and because of James, you mm -hmm. got here and now three and a half years later, here you guys, or three mm -hmm. years later, here you guys yeah. are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, um, I mean, since that point, we, um, really were like, okay, like we want to grow our own food. Like we want to, 
um, and now my it's great because my husband is very into like the agricultural aspect of it. So, um, you know, just looking at things like he finds things out all the time. He was like, did you know uh, uh, something about like, oh, tomatoes like um, that are grown in Mexico? Like it doesn't matter if it says organic or not because they're grown. Uh, they're not grown in soil or something like that. And they're just grown in like these massive um, like high tunnels. And so it's fine. Like they're not sap, but they're all, um, in soil, what? not no nutritional value. I'm sure there might be something, but anyway, so he like brings certain things like that. So now we're like, we totally like tag team and we're just like um, something else. Yeah. Anyway, so he finds things out for me like all the time. And then, you know, I'll research something about or hear oh, something gosh. from, you know, another hopster about fermenting or pre preserving. And so we're just like, that's kind of where um, we're at today, like eating our, um, we, we ate pretty well, I want to say before, but there are certain um, ingredients or things that we've incorporated more of, like definitely a lot of fermented foods, a lot of vinegars, um, not as many sugars, like period at all, even like, you know, coconut and maple, just like limiting our sugar intake so that we can take care of our um, glucose levels and things like that. Um, and the, really the gardening is a, is a big one for us now. Cause we're um, like, okay, what can we grow in the garden this year that we won't have to buy all year because we grew it. So um, just being more um, self-efficient, like we, we don't really like to say like, self-sustainable because we're not, we don't want to like isolate mm. ourselves like we don't want to pretend like we have our own island or anything like that but we um would like to have as little reliance um on systems as as possible or just like have those skills if if needed right um and then we're also just like super budget conscious people and um you know, doing your own composting and growing your own food and all this kind of stuff can really, especially to with today's, you know, prices at the grocery store can really um, save you in the long run if you're growing your own food. So that's something that I think we're um, super passionate about and our family is getting passionate about. Um, our older son, James, he just loves to go out in the garden with his dad and be out there in the dirt. And um, he has like, um, done a lot of starts for us and is like excited to watch them grow so just like um, having that connection I think to our food and um, just passing that knowledge on to our kids that like um, you're you know we're perfectly capable of doing this ourselves and even if you live in an apartment or you're living you know downtown with you know just concrete in your backyard you can have you know a small box of herbs and things like that just to give um give yourself that connection outside of the grocery store to your food. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, it's so cool too, because just even living that way, right. Just with, cause I was just listening to a podcast on the way over here. Um, just a little bit more about that sensory processing. Right. And a lot of the encouragement that like these OTs are giving, um, it's a shout out to Taylor Kulik. She had on an, another OT. Uh, and if you don't know Taylor Kulik, but she has a lot of just, uh, just kind of like sleep help and she's an OT sleep. herself. But yeah, and it's more that uh, biological sleep patterns and goes into that. So, but she had on this OT and it was just cool because a lot of all her suggestions were basically like giving the idea that like our toys nowadays 
are playing for our children, right? They are meant to entertain. They are meant to babysit. They are meant to watch. And so she was like, even just taking an example of a stuffed dog and like a stuffed animal to an electric dog who, when you push it, it starts to move on its own and then it barks for itself, right? So she's just like, just looking at the the simplicity in that of just like, when he has the stuffed animal, he has to make it move, decide where they're going to go on the adventure, make the sound, move the legs, have it fly, jump, roll, whatever, right? But then it's just like, and then a lot of her suggestions for that sensory input for just that appropriate biological mm-hmm. developmental sensory input at these ages is was like, yeah, go take them outside and go mm-hmm. have them put their hands in the dirt, mm-hmm. right? So when you start to return back to like how life was literally even 50 years ago, not even, like even just our parents growing up and what they did and what PE looked like for them and what mm-hmm. just life looked like on the weekends for them, just things like that. It was just so cool. Cause it's like, yeah, when you start to return to like more of the basics, it's like our bodies are connected to the earth and then we start to ground and we start to regulate mm-hmm. and you get what you actually need when you're going back to like that original, like this is how life was supposed to be before we put an iPad in our one and a half year old's face. And again, it's like, yes, there's benefits of like technology and all this stuff, but it's just so sad that it's like, yeah, we have to like relearn how to like have our kids play because of that. It's just been so distant, like so much is in between like our child now and that play and like having that relationship. So I just think it's so cool because yeah, he gets Mm -hmm. to be a part of that with his dad. He gets to share Mm -hmm. these memories. He gets to put his hands in the dirt. He's Mm -hmm. working on his sensory processing. He's getting dirty. He's realizing he can clean himself up. He's learning Mm -hmm. a skill. It's just like. And it's bringing that, exactly you were saying, that relationship to his food, which Mm -hmm. a lot of us don't, you know, some of us don't have the ability to right now. And one day we can, but just that idea of like, we, a good relationship with food then forms good habits, right? Not even habits, just helps you have a healthy, like, food is nourishment, food is beautiful, food is good for us. And that's so cool that your three-year-old knows that, that your one-year-old, he knows that too. I'm sure he's digging in that dirt and having the time of his life and that you guys are just creating a space and yeah, oh, I'm sure. And just fostering that place where they're able to know that this is where food comes from. It doesn't come from a supermarket already washed and cut and prepped for us. It comes from the earth and we are tending to that earth. And yeah, that's so beautiful. He knows like, I mean, when I make sauerkraut, I'm like, come on, bud, like get up here and like pound this, you know, cabbage for me and all that kind of stuff. And then he knows so he'll be eating it later on. He's like, mom did I help you make this sauerkraut? And I'm like, yeah. Like, and we talk about how it started. Like he'll even ask like, but where did it come from? But where? And so we like, we go back and we go back and we go back. And if we got it from the store, which those cabbages we did get from the store, well, where did the store get it from? And then we talk about farmers and all this kind of stuff. So it's just so cool to like, he's already like making these connections. And I remember we were talking about milk one time. And at the end of it, like us going back and going back and tracing where it's from, he was like, mom, we need to get a cow. (laughs) I was like, yes, we do. (laughs) Okay. um, We have more fun things to get to and more questions to ask you. But before we keep going, I just wanted to ask, 
I know you talked about like laundry detergent and kind of eliminating those fragrances or perfumes in your home, but what are like two more swaps that someone listening could be like, okay, like I can do that, or this is easy, this is something I have in my house and I can actually change it for this. What would be a few things you recommend of maybe little things that you can swap around the house, household items or anything like that? Sure. Um, yeah, so I'll talk about this one because it's on the forefront of my mind right now because we have a little bug going around our house right now. So um, I kind of mentioned before we could just got rid of um, all of our over-the-counter um, medications and things like that and um, replace them with a lot of stuff from Earthly and then just having um, different essential oils on hand, um, peppermint and tea tree and lavender for, you know, soothing, you know, sore throats to upset tummies and um, even fevers and things like that. And honestly, um, for a fever, I mean, we normally just try to like, just support the body and let that fever run its course. But if it's getting, you know, uncomfortably high, and you're just worried, especially with the, the little babies, it's just very, very, um, it can be very scary. But um, wetting a rag and then um or put getting a bowl together and just adding like a tablespoon or two of apple cider vinegar with cool water and then wetting a rag in that and just you know patting that wherever your baby will let you you know on their their temple or forehead or on their neck or anything like that brings the fever down like pretty quickly um it's not going to you know always stay down like the fever still has to run its course but um just to keep it from getting uncomfortably high um, so really, um, in that area, what I always have on hand for adults and for the kids is vitamin C and zinc. And for adults, we, when we're, whenever we start feeling sick, um, we take 6,000 milligrams a day of vitamin C and then support, um, with zinc, which are just two huge immune boosters and really help, um, my family anyway, kick their colds very fast. Um, obviously the dosage is lower for kids, um, with their vitamin C. So, you know, talk to your pediatrician or whoever you talk to about, you know, dosages for your, um, kiddos, but, um, those always seem to, when I'm like really consistent with those, when my family is sick, um, we can get rid of our, you know, bug, whatever it is pretty quickly. Um, so those are a couple of things I think like, um, the vitamin C and the zinc, um, for any ailment. And then, um, cleaners is a big one. Like, um, we got rid of, you know, it's so funny because in the store, there's like a cleaner for everything in your home and it can be so expensive. And really all you need is like a, a dish towel and like some soap and then a dry towel, you know, for cleaning your toilets, cleaning the vanity, cleaning, you know, all this, the floors, whatever. So um, two things in that area, as far as like cleaning my home goes, I always buy um, at Sam's Club and Costco oftentimes will have like the huge gallons of just white vinegar, distilled white vinegar. And so I always have like a gallon or two of white vinegar. And then um, whenever I can get a bunch of oranges, I'll save orange peels up for a little while and I will basically like distill the orange peel with the vinegar and just it's you know just infusing for that fresh scent and all that kind of stuff and then I have cleaner and I'd even dilute that when I put it in my spray bottle um and I use that for everything um and then you know if there's something difficult I'll just put dish soap and 
you know, scrub it. Somebody asked me a little while ago, well, how do you disinfect? And I'm like, well, I don't really disinfect. I just wash. Like I kind of thought of that whole topic, you know, during COVID is like, well, is hand sanitizer the way or is washing your hands the way? And it's like, well, wash your hands, obviously, you know? <laughs> um, so that's kind of like the approach that I take as far as like cleaning my home is I'd much rather use um, soap and water than a Clorox wipe. And um, yeah. so, yeah, we're... and then Norwex makes amazing products for cleaning the house and you don't have to use anything at all with those. So if that's something that's in your budget, um, Norwex cloths have been like amazing for us. I just love them. Awesome. Oh, I've I, never heard of those. I haven't either. I was going to say Norwex. Okay. We're going to have to get you to send it. Oh, to us so we can mm -hmm. link it. yeah. And oh, the, yeah, we need to talk. Distill the orange peels with this. Oh. <laughs> we need to talk, girl. We got to get on the Norwex train. <laughs> <laughs> you do but the no i was just gonna say we that's that's what i use for cleaner is i tesla give me a bunch of oranges i juice them i put all those peels in a big mason jar cover it with distilled white vinegar and it really like cleans the best if there's a, yeah. like a hard job on my stove i just let it sit there for a little bit and wipe it off but like my mirrors have never looked cleaner my windows my this is great. And it's so cost effective for hard jobs. I also like to use Dr. Bronner's or Brunner's. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, and I just put like a few drops of that in like some hot water. And I, that's how I clean my floors, but it's amazing. And yeah, way more affordable than buying all these different sprays for all the different parts in your house that everything will be cleaned with the same thing. Well, thank you for sharing those swaps. Those are really good, yeah. helpful tips. Those are perfect. They're perfect. Well, our next question for you would just be kind of because you're someone who is juggling a lot of kind of just different hats and you are kind of doing like obviously a homeschoolish route for pre-K with James and you're teaching him everything and you're making your own food and you're planning your own food out and you're doing a garden, you're raising chickens and you have a husband and you cook your meals and you moved outside of your community, right, where your friends and your family were. So you guys are doing this kind of alone at this point. Um, I do know you have someone there from your husband's family. Um, I don't know how close they're able to like help you guys, but you know, you're kind of in a very like specific season, right? And so how are you able to kind of like plan out your days? Cause I think that's a lot of the time the, not I lack of a better word excuse, but the obstacle maybe that a lot of moms might find is like, I don't literally have the time the day to like make a meal from scratch or make spaghetti sauce from scratch. So I'm just going to buy this mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm going to just do a frozen meal because whatever, it doesn't really matter. So, and again, like to each their own. And when you decide to do things your own way, like it's up, it's for you and your family. Right. 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 So what's so cool is that we all get to do life differently, but for you specifically, you are making, I would think 99% of your meals in your kitchen. Uh, so how does that really look when you have two littles, your husband's gone working, you're in a new place, and you're just doing this all by hand. How do you like manage a day in that? One day at a time. And um, I mean, we're blessed in our situation, right, that I don't have to be outside of the home to work or anything like that. So and there are a lot of moms who do, you know, a lot of these things and mm -hmm. are, you know, still working a nine to five, which like kudos, I have no idea. 
how they do those things, but they're really super women. Um, but um, a couple of things that have just really helped me is that um, I try to include the kids as much as I can in the things that we're doing. Because again, going back to like these sensory activities, um, James, just my three and a half year old, he just loves to be in the kitchen and is always asking, you know, if I'm making bread or sauerkraut or soaking beans or whatever it is, like I'll, even if, you know, I'm, I have like a whole bunch of dried beans out and I'm about to um, put them into soak or whatever like that. I'll just give him a spoon and just play around with the beans or whatever. Um, now my one-year-old, he's a different story because he's like always hanging on my leg. And so I'm like, <laughs> just waiting for the time that he can stand up on our little um, tower and, you know, work next to his brother because half the time, like he's, he's on my back um, or playing in the dishwasher, which uh, yeah, really doesn't like. Um, but <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. So I try to include the kids. <laughs> I try to include them just as much as possible so that that's like their activity. You know, I don't have to entertain them with something else because they're in the kitchen doing the same thing as I'm doing. And it's the same, you know, if we're out in the garden, it's a family activity. And um, I think, uh, you know, the more we do these things together, um, you know, I'm just hoping that I can like instill these um choices that we're making and show them the benefits of making these choices for themselves because sometimes you know I have like a little mom freak out moment and I'm like what what if they don't want to eat fermented things when they grow up <laughs> like or you know what all these different you know because they're going to make their own choices about what they want to eat like what if they end up loving candy <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> just have to like <laughs> you know, put those things aside and just include them with what we're doing and try to let them, you know, let them in on the knowledge that we have so that hopefully one day, you know, um, you know, they will make the link between their body's health and their food. Um, another thing that I do when I've actually gotten a little bit out of this practice, but I need to um, start again is just planning um, my tasks out a week at a time. So on Sunday night, I would have like a, a binder next to my bed and I would just sit there and I'm like, okay, like, what do I have to prep this week? Um, what do I want to make and, and try to, um, making a dinner menu has also really helped me. So then I know what needs to be prepared when, so it's like, okay, like, you know, on Tuesday morning, we're gone for most of the morning until 12 o'clock. So all I really have time for is to like feed my starter before we leave in the morning. And then by the time I get back. I should be able to, you know, put a sourdough together or this day we're gone all day. So I'm going to put beans in a pot to soak. And then the next day, even I'm going to go back to those and put them in my instant pot and cook them. Um, so little things like that, literally like Monday through Friday, um, just putting a few tasks at a time and then being okay with it. If we, I didn't get to all of them when Friday rolls around, um, because Saturday is like family day and then Sunday is day of rest and our bodies, you know, all need those things. So, um, yeah, just being okay with bumping it to the next week or just, you know, starting over again, if I don't get to all those things and just being, um, giving, you know, grace for myself and my home. Awesome. I would say that's perfect just because it includes like, and that's probably what our moms would have said too. like, well, you guys just did life with us, you know, like you 
were a part of it. You were in the kitchen with us. You were at our feet. You were stacking cans. And the other day you put on your story, you know, Elijah just stacking cans and pulling cans down. And, you know, and I'm like, that's literally sage all the time. I know that's river all the time. It's like, yep, okay, good, nice. Oh, you're stacking so (laughs) nicely. I love how you're rolling it across the floor. Oh, (laughs) it broke. (laughs) Okay, right? It's just just like almost narrating their world. Like, this is what he's doing. There's nothing wrong in it. In your, you know, controlling brain, it might bother you that he's just ripped everything out. But he entertained himself. He had, he felt weight and like difference in texture and heaviness, right? And these different things. Just while you were cooking. And it's like, yeah, you didn't have him in the other room away from you, maybe watching a show or doing something else. You had him right there with you. So I think that's really mm-hmm. just a really cool key of like, yeah, they come along with you and they're part of it and they learn yeah. from you. So, yeah, so neat. And that's, and that. that's granted, there well, are, I'm, sorry, there, there are times too when it's like, okay, I need five minutes in the kitchen by myself and I'm going to go turn on little, yeah. you know, give a mouse cookie or whatever the show is that James likes. And then I have one on my back and one, you know, watching the television and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes like it's, you know, if it's not every day, you know, if it's every once in a while, there's no, there's no guilt. And, you know, and Josh, my husband, he like really doesn't like James to watch any TV, but I just go, well, sorry, you know, like, that's what we needed today, you know? So, um, and there are, especially I found like living here where the weather is like not conducive to outside play every day. Like, you know, when we lived in South mm-hmm. or Southern California, like there would be days when it would be really hard to spend even half an hour outside because it's just really cold. And so, um, you know, in motherhood, there's just so many different seasons of life and so many different um, it seems like once you get one rhythm down and things are going really well and you have just such a good system, like something's going to happen and that rhythm is going to switch, but it's just like, how can you, um, you know, roll with that? You know, how can you give yourself a little bit of grace in those situations? And for me, sometimes that's like turning on the TV while I'm making dinner. Yeah. And that's important because there's, there has to be balance in everything, right? Like, yeah, there are low stimulation shows you can put on or whatever you want to put on for your child. That's your own decision. And I think that because sometimes I know for me, like I'll look at these like homesteaders or like I'll watch YouTube videos. I'm like, how do these moms of seven children who are home, like how do they do it? How? Because I know for myself, I have one and I'm like, sometimes I just want to be able to make dinner in 30 minutes versus an hour because she's crying and she needs a snack and then she's getting to the dishwasher and she's pulling out knives and, you know, it's like dangerous. (laughs) She can't be doing those things. So I think that balance is so important. And you're right. Of like, there's moments and there's times for everything. And sometimes you being able to make bread or finish something in peace is more important. Mm-hmm. So balance is key, mamas. Mm-hmm. And you have to do what fits into your family's rhythm and routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. Thanks, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, Suey, as we wrap up, um, just kind of finishing off this episode would you tell us and I know this is a big question so just in your words of the why behind this slow living this fermentation this um, intuitive eating the seasonal eating what is that why 
and the reason for your family of why you guys are doing it? That is a loaded question. (laughs) Um, I think it's just, um, you can really be more attuned to your, the true needs of your family when things are slow, when things are quiet, when there's a process, even just like the process of making kimchi or, you know, whatever, like having that patience and giving yourself um, time and allowing yourself to be present with your kids and with your husband to just like listen to what their needs are. And kids will tell us like, um, you know, I just, I just think of, for instance, like, oh my gosh, my kid is throwing a tantrum. Like, why are they doing it? I don't understand. There's no reason for it. But then thinking back, like, did they have breakfast or, or did I just, you know, give them a piece of fruit or, you know, did they have, you know, is this like a blood sugar spike, you know, paying attention to these, um, these signals that our kids are giving us. And, um, the same will go with your husband. Like, I don't know what it is, but we always have a fight when I don't eat my salad. Like, I don't know, like it's different for every, um, for every household. And, um, even for us as women, like listening to our own bodies, um, I will hear women, I don't know, especially at, um, I'll say my age, okay, not all of our age at my age, um, you know, having, you know, hormonal issues and other things. And they're just like, I don't know, my body just hates me. And I say, I'm like thinking about it sometimes. I'm like, no, no, Mm -hmm. your body doesn't hate you. Your body is trying to tell you something. And sometimes your body is like really, really trying to tell you something. And so things get loud, you know, and your, your body is always communicating with you. And so, um, just being able to like, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of like not overbooking your schedule. Like, you know, take time to do things, the things that you are doing, take time to do them well, so you can give all your attention and your focus to those things. And, you know, I think um, my kids anyway, like I can't speak for everyone's, but my kids anyway, you know, somewhat of a schedule works well, but too much of a schedule is like, it just seems like there's no time. And there's, you know, we're always like, you know, grumpy at the end of like a very busy time and all that kind of stuff. And so I would rather cultivate in my home just a rhythm of, you know, slowness, being present, taking time for things. And um, yeah, just like making that connection to your food that when you take the time out to prepare these things, how our ancestors really, how they did things, um, it just gives us more of a connection to um our food to you know our bodies natural rhythms and um really like how the lord created our systems i believe to um to work and to flourish and if um if we can pay attention to those things then um, i think we'll just live really um healthy and fulfilled um lives because we'll be um not only you know happier in our own skin happier um with how our bodies are functioning but you know just able to um shut out outside noise so that, um, yeah, we can just be present and, um, attend to our families. Thank you for all that. That was beautifully said. Mm -hmm. And you've shared so much encouragement and just words of wisdom and different, you know, ways to do things. And thank you so much for all that. I think 
I'm going to just switch the last little um, closer on you because I think it just might be more appropriate for, you know, when I, when I listen to you, when we're listening to you, it's like you, um, you're a wonderful example of someone who's giving. Um, her whole life is kind of filled of like giving out and caring for her family. And it's like this beautiful picture but we also can't do that when we are not fueled ourselves and things like that. So what would be, um, and again, that's a mental, that's a spiritual, that's an actual physical fueling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we all, I know, agree with like that mind-body relationship and that mind-body balance and how that, you know, fuses together and affects us. But what is something that maybe you would give as a mama who is just in a place of maybe like, maybe more burnout mm-hmm. um, in the sense of like, she just doesn't have that time or she's not she's not putting anything in before she gives for you know her whole day so what would be something that maybe you do or an encouragement for a mom that she could just start to do to kind of fill up herself a little bit yeah that's important and I've definitely um been there before where it seems like you're always constantly emptying out and emptying out and um we go through seasons where it's hard to um be put, you know, be filled back up, especially where when we're in the thick of like multiple little ones or jobs or, you know, whatever it is um, for any of those mamas out there, whatever it is for their lives. But um, man, I would just have to say something that um, even just since um, moving here um, would be just like having community around you that can encourage you, that can shoot, that will shoot you a text. Um, that um, can relate to what you're going through. I think that was um, kind of a hard thing from back at home. I mean, I, I lived obviously close to closer closer to um, family and friends that I had known for years and years and years, but not in my like direct um, community where I lived. Um, and that was like a really hard thing for um, for Josh and I not having. Um, just people that were in our same season of life, like close to us, you know, that we could, you know, just hop over to their house in an evening and um, be back. It was always like this big planning moment, even to go out and um, spend time with family and that kind of thing. And um, it's something that we dearly do miss since um, moving out here. And that's um, not an option. Um, But um, since moving here, we have found um, good community and other families that are in our similar walk of life and you know we don't have to agree on every topic or anything like that but I think especially for moms just um carving out that time to be able to you know get with other moms or you know swap kids with another mom so that you can you know have time to clean your house or sit down and finish a whole hot cup of coffee or you know whatever it is just um I think a lot of times motherhood um can be very isolating and that's when um, burnout happens and that's when, um, you know, depression and anxiety and a lot of these things can happen and just like really um, feeling overwhelmed with just daily tasks. And then, um, you know, you listen to something like, you know, fermenting your food and you're like, I have, there's no time in my day. There's like no brain space to be able to accomplish that. So if you just find, yep. um, you know, members in your community or, you know, in mama groups that yeah, I know you guys have started and, um, just being able to kind of rub elbows with other people who um, can encourage you 
in um, your journey or in your walk, whatever that um, looks like for you, I think is just um, so, so crucial because it kind of, when you feel like you're drowning, it kind of like gives you that little breath, you know, that you need to just um, continue on and then, um, yeah, just be able to keep going and be able to love on your kids and your family um, better for it. That's so good. Yep. Community is key. It's so important. And exactly having someone that you can take to another person's house and you get a little of your to-do list checked off and then you bring their kids back and they get a little bit checked off. It's like, we're not in this alone. And I think that's Mm -hmm. beautiful that you guys, even relocating, you've been able to find your community, which is so incredible. And I'm so happy for you guys. And it makes such a difference for your kids, for you, for Josh, like your whole family unit. So that's amazing. That's so important. Thank you. Thank you, Sui, so much just for everything today, just talking and giving us your time and setting it aside. But we loved every minute of it. Yes, learned so much. Oh, thanks. I love you guys. I miss you both. And I'm just so grateful to be here. And I just want to say I'm like, my gosh, just knowing you guys for so long. I am just so proud of the community that you guys are building together. And this is just so, as soon as you guys told us that you were going to become doulas, we were like, oh, that's so perfect. Like that is exactly what these two were called. to do and so just like um so those mamas in your group are just so blessed to have you and I'm just so thankful that um you guys are able to share um you know your hearts and your passions and just to encourage other moms well thank you thank you for that encouragement means so much to us and we love you and miss you we can't wait to go to Idaho and see your rabbits thank you Zoe and thank you for listening today we'll see you guys next week Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Mama. We're so thankful you decided to join us today, and we hope you go forward in your day feeling encouraged and seen. Here are a few ways you can connect with our community and support the show. The first way is to share the show with a friend via text or Instagram. You can follow and leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And finally, follow us on Instagram at 4 Birth. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode.